Hey, Carl. Hey, what's happening to me? So listen, before we start the show, I have to tell you a quick story. Okay. So yesterday morning, I'm at uh, brunch next door at Radio Social with my cousin Jimmy. Nice. We're having a couple beers, catching up. Waiter brings over a shot to my table. Oh, nice. And I'm like, wow, it's like 9, or no, it's like 11 a.m. I was like, this is dope. I said, it's from your friends over there. And I look up and you know who it is? Who's that? It's Croge and his new girlfriend over there. Oh, Bukaki Queen. Yep, yep, yep. It was Croge and the Bukaki Queen. No they kidding. were sitting over there and they sent me this shot and I taste and I would you know, you know me, man. I'm the rhino. Right. I, I took held it up, cheers, took that shot, and boy, it was fucking sour. What did they send you? It was like Sambuca. It was like that black licorice. Oh, so it wasn't Bukaki. No, it was not Bukaki. <laughs> oh, that's good. She's the Sambuca queen. <laughs> okay. And I fucking was like, oh, this is fucking gross. But it was just like, thanks. It waved. Do you like, think they were fucking with you? After we eat, I get up to leave and I go over just to say thank you for the shot to be polite. Yep. They go, hey, you, you did pretty good with that, she says to me. And I go, uh, whatever do you mean? And she goes, yeah, we told her to mix you the nastiest shot they could come up with. It was tequila and Sambuca. <laughs> you know, a similar thing happened to me at the live show. Someone got me a shot, and it was the grossest thing ever, and I got the same compliment. Wow, you handled that pretty well. Like, dude, <laughs> why are you pranking me? What's going I, on? I looked at them, and I go, so you're telling me you just tried to poison me as I'm having a nice, lovely breakfast yeah. with my cousin, and I came over here to thank you for it. Now, I feel like an asshole. I'm going to say this right now. I don't think that was Croge's idea. I don't think he would do that. I think this girl's a bad influence on him. I think it's a problem. <laughs> All right, let's start the uh, creep off. Hey everyone, Tucker Dixon here with your weekly recap. Last week was Carl's Cool Club Week. Nope, it was Redundancy Week. Nope, it was Creepiest White Supremacist. Anyways, Vinny brought in a laissez-faire politician who believed that the invisible hand of the market would tie the news for him. Carl, on the other hand, had to go all the way to New Zealand to find a white supremacist that he didn't know and love. This was a real missed opportunity because he has the inside them. scoop on the world's premier racist, Anthony Cumia. At least that's what Opie told me. Anyways, that's all I got for this week. Tucker, out. Attention parents, what you're about to see is not suitable for kids. Shoot, it's not even suitable for some grown-ups. You might want to walk away now if you ain't into these type of things. I'm going to give the people what they want. Sensation, horror, shock. I'm going to deliver the goods because I'm alive and I'm not backing down. Cuckoo, cuckoo. Somebody put me on the registry because I'm fucking these kids. Disgusting, vomit-inducing thing. Hey, everybody. Welcome to your favorite true crime podcast, the show about creeps by creeps for you creeps. I am your host, the people's champ, Vinny Paulino. And joining me today, as always, the very, very sad, the probably, I'm assuming, very hungover, Carl Hamburger. What is happening, Vinny Paulino? Good to see you, buddy. What a game yesterday, huh? Holy crap. They won it with that touchdown with 13 seconds to go. I... 
just turned off the TV and started celebrating. That was ah, great. So you've been blacked out since yesterday? That, yeah. was, that was a lot of fun, man. So you wow. missed the overtime, huh? Uh, oh, wait, overtime? Oh, stop this game. There was an overtime Stop last this night? game. I have uh, an official announcement about um, the Buffalo Bills. I fed up with his world. Yeah. I would be too. You know what the real problem was there? What's the real problem? We could, we could diagnose this down to the 13 seconds. Right. We could diagnose it to the overtime rules of the NFL being sure. kind of stupid and antiquated. Sure, sure. Or we could blame it on who the real culprit is. Who's that? Josh Allen falling for the old tails never fails fallacy. <laughs> I always fall for that too. It's just not a thing, man. Everybody <laughs> always goes tails. I'm telling you, dude, it doesn't work. Well, and uh, Josh Allen, ha, 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 he was taunting the Kansas City fans after that touchdown. Oh, I don't know dick. how you don't squib kick the kickoff there. They could have taken five, six seconds off the clock. There's 30 seconds to go. They kicked through the back of the end zone. That was stupid. One of the dumbest things I've ever seen. Really dumb. And, and then Wesley Frazier, our amazing defensive coordinator, decides let's not cover Kelsey. There's no way they're going to throw it to Travis Kelsey. That's too obvious. You know what was even great about that? If you watched it live, Tony Romo drew for about a, a, a fifth of a second a line of exactly where Travis Kelsey was going to go <laughs> yep. before the play happened. Yep. You saw that? Oh, yeah. Should have known. It was pretty obvious. Yeah. It, yep. it was just like, wow. Well, there you go. Holy shit. What did they go? 55 <sighs> yards in nine seconds? Mm. I mean, Vinny, you couldn't go 55 yards in nine seconds, and there's 11 guys trying to stop them. <laughs> you, you've been waiting to use that joke, haven't you? <laughs> I just thought of it now, actually. That's pretty good. So listen, I'm sorry your team lost, but Thanks, I am buddy. not sorry. Technically, I, I heard someone say to me this morning, well, they're getting better every year, and I would say <laughs> that that is not accurate. No. On account of last year, they were the AFC Championship game. This year, they didn't even make it to that. Well, wait, well look, it. they played the Chiefs, right? So if they had won that game, they're in the Super Bowl. I don't need your technicalities. 13 seconds, and they're in the Super Bowl. They're, they would have definitely beat the Bengals. Tales never fails. Yep, that's it. The name of this episode, the Tales never fails fallacy. Very good, then. All right, Vinny, let's get to the, the matter at hand here. Let's not just talk about sports like some podcasts do. Let's hey, get hey, right it's, into it. It's Carl and the Bead. Let's get right into why we're here. What's important about today's episode? I just want to make sure everyone can hear us, by the way, because I can't hear you through my headphones. You can't hear me. I can't hear. I can hear you because you're in the other room. I just can't hear you through my headphones. I can't hear myself. Um, huh. so just, no, it seems to be oh, going through everybody. Uh, okay. All right, good. As long as everyone can hear me. I so just wanted to make sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to restart this conversation again. No, everybody should be good. Okay. Awesome. Okay. So let's talk about last week. Uh, Tucker Dixon did a nice job of summing that up. We had the creepiest white supremacist, if, if there is such a thing. Yeah, my guy kidnapped a 12-year-old. Yep. Uh, flew, her, uh, flew her to another state, and he also had some quite interesting stances on the free market. Right. And Carl's uh, creep, uh, who, who, he, uh, he murdered a lot of people real quick. He sure did. He was an overachiever when it comes to murder. <laughs> yeah, wow. Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, Carl, congratulations. Carl with the win! Yeah! <laughs> yeah! You see that, Buffalo? That's how you do it. That's how you win. Congratulations. The score in this round is now 2-2. Two to two, all And right. we will be back voting at thecreepoff.com this week. Okay, great. So we're all back up and running. Thank fucking stars. Little DJ's okay. <laughs> all right, we got that figured out. 
Very uh, good. So uh, that's exciting. So we had some uh, things happen this week besides the Buffalo Bills game. Yep. We yep. we lost some beloved people from my our husky, lives. My husky heroes are all dead. Your husky heroes. I was very sad for you. Two, two of them at the same day. Two people that I absolutely... As a fat man who works in entertainment, will always cite as being two of like the best fat live performers to ever walk the earth. Wow, high praise! What about Elvis in the seventies? Oh, he's up there too. <laughs> he's up there. Yep, yep. Okay. But I mean, those two survived and had a little bit of longevity, except True. for he loves voice that died in like nineteen seventy nine. Oh, come on now, Carl. I, well, I've, I've never seen live footage of Meatloaf, so I can't tell you that I know Carl if he was good or not. abysmal. <laughs> if you go back and he, he well, by the time he got to Bad Out of Hell 3. There was a third one? Is that like the Godfather 3? I didn't even know that existed. I want to say mid, like 2013-ish, I'm oh, guessing. No. Oh, he had no. the short hair, so it was no longer, you know, the free-flowing. He was no longer rocking the frilled tuxedo shirt. Oh, you got to do that. With the suspenders. How else do you know who it is? Right. He didn't do that. He was wearing the football jersey of whatever team is in the area. Not a good look. <laughs> and he would have like some young teenage girl doing all the other, like the women's parts. Yeah. And he'd be like, I will do it. And like right in their faces. And it just looked really horrible. Yeah. You know, another trick that they like, do. He looked like he was going to eat them. The, another trick that they do when they get older is they tune all of the instruments down. So that the high vocal range doesn't have to be as high anymore. If you ever listen to like Meatloaf from 2015 and then compare that to 75 or something, you're like, hey, this isn't even in the same key anymore. What's going on? No, not even a little bit. And Louis Anderson was great. Louis Anderson was awesome. And was I was awesome. loved his roll on baskets. He was hilarious. That was one of the, the finest performances ever. For sure. I have a great Louis Anderson story Okay, at the old comedy club. Louis made no bones about it. He was playing for the other team. Yes. You know the old comedy club had that shitty parking lot? It was all like uh, hot holes and shit. It was messed up. Yep. Yeah. So they were out there filling it. And there was a bunch of dudes. It was the middle of the summer. And they had their shirts off. And Louie goes, I have some holes that they could fill. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It was fucking hysterical. That's great. It was like, oh, Lord. They couldn't find him if they wanted. What a creep. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> but dude, he was so good. Louie was, Louis was amazing. He's yes. like the only guy I know who had a children's cartoon series about his drug father. I never watched that. I'm, I'm not familiar with that. It was called Life with Louie. And yeah. it was just like his stand-up was all about how his dad was a fucking alcoholic and mm -hmm. abusive and shit. It was that, but in kids' cartoon form. Fun stuff. Yeah. Fun for the whole family. So in honor of Meatloaf, who I actually saw you dressed up as Meatloaf for Halloween. No, that was me as Adele. Oh, that was, was Adele. Adele. Okay, yes. my bad. I thought it was Meatloaf. Yeah. Uh, no, Meatloaf, I love one. Meatloaf. Come on, man. So in honor of that, we decided to do the creepiest singer. No, we didn't. We were doing no, the creepiest not. singer. Carl's exact words to me were uh, creepiest dead musician. I thought we said creepiest singer. Is your creep dead? No. No. My creep's a, my creep's a singer. We're doing creepiest singer this no, week. No, we're not doing creepiest, creepiest singer, singer you fucking this idiot. week on the creep off. You misunderstood the assignment. Just admit it. It's it's creepiest it came singer. Out of your mouth. I probably should have looked back at our text thread before I chose my creep this week because I just remembered it being singer for whatever reason. I and just, there, I your person is alive. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Creepiest singer this week on the creep off. No, it is this not week it's creepiest singer. And no. because I won, I get to go first. And my creepy singer is Steven Singer. 
You know, I hate Steven Singer. And his gold-dipped roses. I will come and fight you. <laughs> I will come in there and fight you unless I get a piece. <laughs> All right. Uh, no, actually... My creep is a man is a live musician who once sang this abortion of a song. Hurry up and get in the closet, she said. Don't you make a sound. We've already done our telly. It's going down. I said, why don't I just go out the window? Yes, except for one thing, we own a fear flow. Shit, gang. I think it's worth a re a relook at this guy, don't you? You don't think it's worth going back and checking out R. Kelly? Go ahead. Now that he's been convicted? Go ahead. Now that he's been convicted, Vinny? This is unfucking believable. <laughs> Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this guy's track record. Going back this, to 1994. This is fucking stunning. <laughs> this is fucking stunning. Are you shocked by this, Vinny? I shouldn't be. You shouldn't be. But here we are. Did you know that he married a 15-year-old Aaliyah in 1994 and they lied? Yeah, I remember from the first time. They lied and pretended that she was 18 Yeah, for the marriage certificate? Uh -huh. Did you know about that one? I did. I did. Did you know that in 2001 he was sued by an intern? How drunk are you still from last night? Accusing him of inducing her into an indecent sexual relationship when she was 17? Did you yeah. know that, Vinny? Yeah. You knew about that? Yeah. In 2002, there were two more court cases. Kelly is sued by Patrice Jones, a Chicago woman who claimed he impregnated her when she was underage. And then she was forced to have an abortion. And Montina Woods, who also sued Kelly, alleging that the, they, he videotaped them having sex without her knowledge. And that was then sold as a sex tape called the R. Kelly Triple X. Familiar with that, Vinny? The old R. Kelly Triple X, I you recall. You know about that? Yep, yep. He settled out of court. In both of them. How much you think? He paid them off. Uh, Non-disclosed. Okay. I do not know what he ended up paying them. Okay. In June of 2002, he was charged over child abuse videos. Do you know that, Vinny? Yeah, I remember. Uh, yeah, so apparently he was charged with uh, 21 counts of making child sexual abuse videos involving various sexual acts. His wife at the time did not believe it. And then in 2002, R. Kelly was charged today with 21 counts of child pornography. A tape emerges, reportedly showing R. Kelly engaged in sexual acts with a minor. It took six years for this to go to trial, Vinny. Okay. And you know what happened when it finally did go to trial? They decided they couldn't prove how old the woman was on the tape, even though she was 14. It could be CGI. They couldn't prove how old she was, so he was found not guilty. At the same time, he had further charges. 12 counts of producing child sexual abuse images in Florida, where he was arrested at his holiday home. These charges came after police seized a camera during the arrest, which allegedly contained images of the star having sex with an underage girl. The charges were dropped when a judge agreed with Kelly's defense team that police lack sufficient evidence to justify a search. Are you kidding me? A technicality he gets off on. Oh. He's fucking children, and he gets off on a technicality. But I'm just telling you this as a background, because all of this leads up to the cult. There was a long and detailed BuzzFeed report that accused R. Kelly of trapping six women in a sex cult and this all this is news to me i don't remember this, this part this all came out thank this, you this part is news thanks okay. for playing along i appreciate that i was really bored for the first couple minutes <laughs> but you got me at sex cult go all ahead right, let's do it
We're going to begin this half hour with those disturbing allegations against R. Kelly. He texted R. Kelly to let my daughter free. Those claims stem from a BuzzFeed article detailing allegations from two parents who say their daughter was being held against her will by Kelly. The what? article also alleges that six women live in properties rented by Kelly in Chicago and the Atlanta suburbs and that he controls every aspect of their lives. That's right. He is actually enslaving these women that he pretends are his girlfriends, but he's actually abusing. And what a dumb parent think R. Kelly holds his own phone. He's going to get your text. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to happen. There's just some dude carrying around like six cell phones at once. Like they go, oh, please let my daughter go. Uh, it's not from an agent or a manager. Let's hear from Kitty Jones, who has since spoken up about this. Um, you would have to send a text mes message to one of his runners, um, just asking like, you know, if you can go to the restroom and then they'll relay the information to him because you weren't like free to walk throughout the house. You had asked permission to go use the bathroom? Yes. They had to text his assistant to figure out they could go use the bathroom while they were living in the house with them. They weren't allowed to leave the room that they were in without permission. Interesting. But it wasn't all bad, Vinny. R. Kelly isn't all bad. There were some good things about him too. And, and he would use food you you claim as a punishment right um when i met him i was about 130 pounds um when i left two years later i was 107 pounds all right sounds He's like, a motivator sounds like he was doing some good things then for you uh this is some more fun stuff about uh relationships with r kelly yes when i was on the sprinter i had to use the restroom and i text him daddy i need to use the restroom no daddy response. yes we were required to call him daddy. Required to? Yes, he told us to call him daddy. You address him as daddy. There's another woman here, Ezreal Clary, who was obviously brainwashed by him because she came out in his defense when these allegations came out from this BuzzFeed article and these uh, criminal charges. When we first met Azriel Clary in March of 2019, she had been living with R. Kelly for almost five years and was one of his fiercest supporters. Because you guys don't know the truth. You guys are believing some facade that our parents are saying. This is all lies for money. He gave me a bucket. <laughs> so she was all worked up trying to defend him. And then uh, a year later, she comes back and changes her tune a little bit. I was lost and um, I would I felt invisible and you know I, I gave someone that control over me mm -hmm. uh, to basically make me do whatever it was that they wanted me to do and mm -hmm. act however they wanted me to act. During R. Kelly's trial she testified that he began sexually abusing her when she was just 17 years old. Well, he's got a type. That's for sure. You mm -hmm, can say mm -hmm, that. Mm -hmm. um, so why was she on national television? defending this guy like this before that interview um you know he had us practicing every single day practicing what answering questions Oral and if sex. he didn't like our answer he would tell us <laughs> exactly what to say and how to say it so anytime you mention well, anything all, yeah i'm just i'm stunned by this <laughs> yeah i am too gal king who are named we the kid asriel after the fucking cat from the fucking smurfs what is this <laughs> is that where that comes from i think so impressive pull right there my Thank friend you. but we talking about practice man what are we talking about practice we're talking about practice man <laughs> we're talking about practice we're talking about practice 
So, of course, you might remember. He's killing. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, uh, what club is he playing there? Alan Iverson talking about practice. Yeah. So, of course, um, as you might remember, R. Kelly decided to do a Gail King interview on national television to uh, defend himself. And he had a lot of really good answers for things. Have you done anything that you regret? Have you done anything wrong? Lots of things wrong when it comes to women that I apologize. But I apologize in those relationships at the time I was in the relationships. Oh, okay. So that's fine. Obviously, he's made up with all his ex-girlfriends, even though, you know, they're all testifying against him. Yeah, if only Hitler had apologized to each and every single Jew. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, sorry about your aunt and uncle. Yeah. My bad. It would have all been fine. Sorry about brainwashing an entire generation of children to hate Jews. Sorry about that. Whoops. Oopsie daisy. We good now? We cool? We cool, bro? Um, to say. All right. Listen to this question and answer from Gail King. I love that R. Kelly starts answering before she even gets the question out. Have you ever had sex no. with anyone under the age of seven? <laughs> no. <laughs> That's practicing. Never. No. Vinny. Ask me if I've ever had sex with someone under the age of 17. Hey, Carl. Have you ever had sex with anyone? Yeah. Yes! <laughs> yes, because I went to high school. Okay. We've all had sex with people under the age of 17. It's not even a good answer. It's fucking stupid. Right. Um, and then this is when R. Kelly lost his mind. How stupid would it be for me to, with my crazy past and what I've been through, oh, right now I just think I need to be a monster and hold girls against their will, chain them up in my basement and, and don't let them eat and don't let them out unless they need some shoes down the street from their uncle. Robert, Stop it. Y'all quit playing. Quit playing. Robert. I didn't do this stuff. This is not me, y'all. I'm fighting for my life. Y'all killing me with this I gave y'all 30 years of my around. Robert. 30 years of my around. <laughs> this might be the funniest Robert Kelly on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. This is ridiculous how much he freaks out. They're having to say normal. years of my career. <laughs> I made millions for you. <laughs> They're having just a normal conversation, oh, and he loses shit. his mind. You're trying to kill me. You're killing me, man. This is not about music. I'm trying to have a relationship with my kids, and I can't do it. Y'all just don't want to believe the truth. You don't want to believe it. All right, he's trying to have a relationship with his three kids. Not for nothing, you did do a whole series of songs about being locked in a closet. It goes on forever. He's yeah. still recording that song. Yeah. It hasn't been finished yet. Except, yeah. It's, it's a ridiculous song. Hurry up and get in the closet. Alright. It sounds like a parody. You would think that that's not the real song, but that is the real song. You can't even goof on it. You just play the actual song. Um, so he's talking about these three children. Now, the mother of those three children is his ex-wife, Drea Kelly. And uh, he treated Drea Kelly really well, too. It was a seemingly ordinary scenario that Drea claims led to her being attacked, restrained, and ultimately hogtied by Kelly. And he took the rope tight and he tied my arms behind my back. And then he took my legs and he tied my legs and my hands and arms together. And I just remember laying on the side of the bed crying like, let me go, just untie me, let me go. And he fell asleep with me on the side of the bed like an animal. 
Why are you laughing at that? <laughs> he tied her up and he's like, oh, all this tying women up things got me tired. tired. <laughs> I'm going to get some shut eye. And this lady's just whimpering as he's... <laughs> <laughs> he's chasing bunnies in his sleep. <laughs> but I, we got to figure out, though... What what is the problem here? Why is all this happening? R. Kelly is the problem here. What? No, that, why is this all happening to R. Kelly? What I need help. What kind of help? This is the kind of help I need. Yes. What kind of help? I need somebody to help me not have a big heart because my heart <laughs> is so big. People betray me, and I keep forgiving them. You sound like you're playing the victim here. I am also guilty of having a big heart. My doctors. <laughs> Are very concerned. <laughs> yeah, I know. Doctor Steve said to not get the booster. By the way. Oh, really? He's worried about it. Yeah, um, in August of 2020, there was some witness tampering going on in relation to this trial. Three of Kelly's associates were charged with attempting to intimidate, harass, and pay off alleged victims in the racketeering case. Prosecutor said, "Why make the money if you don't enjoy spending it, Carl?" Prosecutor said one victim was offered five hundred thousand dollars to buy her silence. Although no money was ultimately exchanged, another was threatened with the release of sexually explicit photos, and a third woke up to find her car had been set alight in her driveway. So they just set her car on fire? <laughs> yeah, that kind of sucks. I'd rather get the $500,000 offer than that we're going to burn your car down. Agreed. <laughs> um, all right, so August, finally, this trial happens because it had been postponed and postponed, and uh, he was, after six weeks found guilty on uh, all nine charges against him. Yay! He won't be sentenced until May 4th for some reason, but okay. he could face uh, life in prison. Everyone likes a spring sentencing. The singer faces the possibility of decades in prison for crimes, including violating the Mann Act, an anti-sex trafficking law that prohibits taking anyone across state lines for any immoral purpose. Well, I'm glad we're going to be discussing the Mann Act today. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. You got something on that, Vinny? Oh, we're going to be talking about the man act. All right. Let me just wrap up by saying, vote for Carl if you think this sucks. Hurry up and get in the closet, she said. Don't you make a sound or some shit is going down. I said, why don't I just go out the window? Yes, except for one thing, we on the fifth floor. Shit, think, shit, think, shit, quick, put me in the closet. Vinny, that's my uh, case this week for creepiest singer. It's creepiest dead musician. Got you got it incorrect. <laughs> you fucking idiot. You're so infuriated. Ugh. All right, Carl. All right, Vinny. What do you got, buddy? Here we go. Today, my creep, easy pick for creepiest dead musician. Not because he killed someone, but because my creep is just disgusting. This guy was not only a legend of rock and roll, he set the standard for guitar rock. Yes. He's probably a personal hero of yours. Probably. Offstage, he set the standard of being a complete scumbag. Ladies and gentlemen, my creep this week. Charles Edward Anderson Berry. See, you got all hard when you play those riffs. Carl gets all some, boner hard. There's some good riffs right there. They really are pretty fucking amazing. It's not bad. Still holds up. Thank God for that Enchanted Under the Sea dance. <laughs> I guess your kids aren't ready for that one yet. Yep. So my creep today, the great father of rock and roll, Chuck Berry. Now, Carl, there's a really interesting duality here with Chuck Berry because, you know, people love him. They they, they love him and defend him. Uh, Bob Dylan called him the Shakespeare of rock and roll. Is that a good thing? I don't know. 
Sounds Bob amazing. Dylan sounds like he's like dead now. So Shakespeare rock and roll. What does that even mean? I don't know. <laughs> it's stupid. But he was also a straight up cunt of a guy. Okay. Keith Richards famously said, I couldn't warm up to him even if I was cremated next to him. <laughs> nice. So Chuck loved music as a young age. He sang in choirs and such. He was also a bit of a problem as a kid. He was sent to reformatory school for three years for pulling off an armed carjacking. Wow. That's fun. Yeah. I mean, we're talking like late 40s. So he wasn't playing baseball or something like that? That's how a lot of kids do that. Carjacking. Oh, okay. So after he gets out, he got a cosmetology degree and he worked as a beautician for four years. Did you know this? I did not know this. That's no. how he got his hair to look exactly like Elvis's, I think. Yeah, it's impressive. It really is. So he, had, he got married in 1948. He has four kids with this woman. His first hit, Maybelline, charts in 1955. He's a bona fide celebrity. Makes a lot of money. Obviously, he had some big hits. Maybe he was born with that. Maybe, Maybe it's Maybelline. Chuck Berry, oh. Maline. I got nothing. Jesus Christ! I hate just. I just hate you for bringing in R. Kelly so much. So he's the first true rock and roll recordings. Maybelline. Yep. Uh, you know Johnny Be Good. All these songs are amazing. My personal favorite. The guy is prolific. That's your personal favorite? Yeah, who doesn't like that song? It's fun. <laughs> it is a fun song. So uh, he <laughs> bought his own rock club. Did you know that in St. Louis? He owned his own club? Stop it with the did you know that shit. Just tell me the fucking story. Okay. Well, the next time he gets arrested is in 1959. He's already a superstar. He's touring all over the country. Yeah. And uh, he went down into Mexico. He met this young girl named Janice Noreen Escalante. Oh, yeah? Did she sound like this? They thought that it was like a serial killer. That might have been her. That might have been her. Chuck brought her back to St. Louis with him from Mexico. Yeah. He set her up as a hostess at his club, the Bandstand Nightclub. He got bored and fired her after a couple of weeks. Yeah, makes and, sense. And uh, she had She's no money. Lazy. She had no resources. Yeah. So she starts turning tricks. Okay. And gets arrested. They find her and they're like, what are you doing in this country, man? Like, we're talking like 1959 and she's a Mexican girl who barely speaks English. Like, how did you get it? She's like, ah, Chuck Berry. Yeah. And, uh. Likely story, ma'am. Right, right. She explains the whole thing. And, uh, turns out Chuck claims she's 21. Turns out she's 14. Whoa. In Mexican years? Yes. Or, or, or Earth years. Earth years. 14 okay. years old. So he That's brought a 14-year-old from another country. He sex trafficked her in, fucked her for a couple of weeks, fired her, threw her out on the street with nothing. So she ended up becoming a hooker. He got arrested for violating the Man Act. You know how they found out how young she was? They found the cassette in her cassette player. That needs some guitar. Yeah. This was a problem. Yeah. He gets sentenced to five years in jail. Okay. The judge apparently was a bit of a racist during the trial and made some comments about we can't let this man out to prey on white women. So his lawyers appealed, said that this guy was a racist. Oh, bitch, bitch, bitch. They give him a brand new trial. Guilty again. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sentenced to three years in prison. He ends up getting out after a year and a half. Okay. But uh, the Man Act, man. He keeps, he gets out, he keeps making money. And what he did was he went out there and said, I didn't do this horrible thing. I was getting this man act. These people are using this to try to get me. And the judge was a racist. They had to give me a whole new trial. And everybody just kind of 
went along with it. And we're like, okay, welcome back, Chuck. Hey, the good guitarist, of course. Great guitarist. Yeah. He went on to act like a martyr and be a really shitty diva everywhere he went. In 1979, he goes to jail again for tax evasion. Okay. He did take some responsibility for it. He said it was 15% my fault when asked, which I thought was a great quote. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure he has accountants. I'm not. I'm not now. sure he has accountants because okay. we're going to talk more about his money habits. All right. Uh, the guy was just a dick to everyone mm-hmm. after he got out of jail in 79. the dick off. It's the creep off. Well, he punched a woman in the face in the hotel parking lot of the Gramercy in New York City. Why? What did she do? No idea, but she got five stitches and a whole lot of money from Chuck Berry. Okay. <laughs> so it's better than an autograph, right? Seriously. He punched a lot of people. Okay. <laughs> he punched a lot of people. Here's a fun story that I found uh, of Keith Richards. He was doing a gig. Uh, he went off to collect the money, I think. And, That's uh, what it always he, is. He was a tight wad, bless you, Chuck. But, uh, he, he, and his guitar was laid out in his case, and I went, oh, come on, Keith, you know, just a touch. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you gotta play a little bit, yeah, right? Yeah, just let me give it a, an E chord. Or, <laughs> He walks in and goes, nobody touches my guitar. Boom! Uh, that's one of Chuck's biggest hits, baby. <laughs> he punched Keith Richards in the face just for touching, touching his guitar. guitar. It's Keith Richards, Chuck. Yeah, It's okay. I know. He let that one go. He was a volatile man, <laughs> wow. Carl, is my point. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Let's talk about, let's fast forward a little bit to 1990 and get into the real fun stuff, shall we? Okay. The cops thought Chuck was transporting huge loads of cocaine in his guitar cases. Okay, why do they think that? Because there was a multi-million <laughs> was. dollar drug sting happening. Okay. And uh, some information had come their way, so they were, uh, they were very suspicious of him, and they raided his house. And uh, they searched only turned up two ounces of pot, some hash, two rifles, a shotgun, and $122,000 in cash. But... The cops also found a huge stash of pornography. Oh. Like a dragon sitting on his porn, including dozens of videotapes, trays of photographic slides and books, some of which showed underage girls. Okay. Barry, who publicly denied ever using cocaine, was charged with pot possession and three counts of child abuse for the underage porn because the charges alleged that Barry was the one who shot the footage. That's a problem. Of these girls that are all under the age of 17, and specifically for the purposes of sexual gratification and stimulation. Now, here's what Chuck Berry's lawyer did to get out of this. Because now he's already been fucking gone to jail for a fucking 14-year-old. And he hasn't written a hit in a long time. Yeah, we're talking 1990. His last album came out in 1979, and it didn't sell a lot. Uh Uh-oh, that's not good. So his lawyer... If you want to fuck underage girls, you got to keep making those hits. His lawyer pulls the race card and sues the district attorney directly. Okay. While this is going on and says he's accusing him of filing the malicious and politically motivated charges. He ends up cutting a no-plea deal. The child abuse charges were dropped. He got two years probation for misdemeanor possession of marijuana. And that was it. <laughs> That's impressive. So they find out he's videotaping underage girls in his house. Yeah. That's a problem. Well, the same year, some things also kind of went south. Okay. Because he owned a, uh, a restaurant not too far from his home called the Southern Air. And he became the target of a class action lawsuit. To recap at this point... We know Chuck was a violent pedophile who did pay his taxes and had a degree in cosmetology. Yep. And uh, what could this class action lawsuit possibly be about? Well, the a female cook, good? 
alleged that Barry had installed hidden cameras mm. both at the Southerner and at his estate, Barry Park, to videotape and photograph women undressing or using the restroom. And this is in 1990, you said? Yes. So these cameras are huge. Yes. These, these are giant cameras with VHS no, tapes. No, 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 no. Wait till you hear where these were located, Carl. Okay. These videos were found in Barry's home. Okay. Yep. All of these videos were found in his home. Okay. They featured multiple shots of women from multiple camera angles, including angles from under the toilet seat. How do you get a camera under the toilet it's seat? It's probably one of those like snake black and white deals. Oh, you seem to know this pretty well. No, Interesting. They, they, that's what like they had them in movies, remember? Yeah, yep, Vinny's got this all figured out. Hmm. Okay. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Learning, Either way, we're learning things. Right here's now. the real creepy part. <laughs> yeah, what's the what's the real creepy part, please? He was filming women peeing and pooing. Uh-huh. But the videos that they found were very professionally edited into compilations that included close-ups, pauses, and lots of videos of what was left in the toilet. Because apparently women don't flush while they're sitting. They stand up first because they don't want to get the splash up their cooch. Okay. So there was specific videos and pauses of the remnants of the bowls. So he's into the shit. Yeah. Are these chicks hot at least? <laughs> They're fucking eating in a place called the Southern Air. Those are probably biscuits <laughs> and gravy shits, bro. Yeah, that's a good point. Oof. Hundreds of people were filled. Girls under the age of 18 as well. He ultimately ended up settling a lawsuit for $1.2 million dollars. And he had to split it among 59 different people. He okay. lost the restaurant. Now, a little creepier. Wait a second. So if somebody videotapes or photographs your shit, you're entitled to how much money? They got a lot. <laughs> that seems like <laughs> They got much. a lot of money. That seems like too much, but okay. Yeah, so he was just filming them, like, dropping shits, dude. Sure. He's filming and, naked as... women in his house. He's bringing 14-year-old Mexicans back to America. And he's a dick to everybody. He's just punching people wherever he goes. Yeah. He's like a fucking problem. So things get a little creepier three years later. In 1993, the seizure of Barry's porn collection led to a scandalous report in a now defunct spy magazine that uh, went way behind the, behind, beyond the earlier scandals. What's a spy magazine? There was some magazine about spy equipment. They're like, this is what, this is what Chuck Berry uses. Okay. <laughs> Endorsed by <laughs> Chuck Berry. That's how he got the money. Da, 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 da. Chuck Berry's toilet cam. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to watch your shit. There's also a video that was released uh, that showed him and an attractive blonde woman on a New Year's Eve romp in a bathroom at a hotel suite. Say it again, but slower. There was a video (laughs) that it was released of a New Year's Eve romp in a bathroom Mm -hmm. at a hotel suite in Lake Tahoe, Nevada. In the video, which has been released, and if you try to find it, I'm sure you could, he uh, pees on the girl. And then he farts at her face a couple of times. <laughs> she blows him. And then he says, quote, I can't kiss you, bitch. You smell like piss. Um, you, please tell me you grabbed audio from this. No, this I couldn't the find the audio. Things. That oh, was the really? quote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah I was yeah, hoping yeah. you had that. It's one of the funniest fucking things. No. He did like farting on girls. Yes, he did. Under, <laughs> He loved to fart on girls. <laughs> I know that kind of makes you guys want to like him, but stop it. He's a terrible person. And he... <laughs> actually fixed the category this week which is creepiest dead musician chuck died at the age of 90 in 2017 and uh he was a very prolific creep i have to say 
he was a guy who kept it all under wraps, even though it was public shit. People really didn't know. People still fucking play Chuck Berry songs on old radio. Nobody canceled Chuck. That's true. They they canceled R. Kelly. They like took him off streaming sites and his label dropped yeah. him and everything. Yeah. Interesting. So, hey, listen, I want to get your uh, take on two fun facts I learned okay. about Chuck Berry. Number one, he always got the money up front and it had to be in cash. Okay. He would go and get cash money from whatever promoter up front. If they wanted an encore, they had to pay for that in advance as well because that costs extra. Yep. Okay. So he always got paid, but he was also notoriously cheap. Yes, this I did now. Okay. So he would leave the hiring of the backup bands. He never had his own band that Correct. he traveled with. Yep. He would leave it up to the concert promoter to just hire whoever the fuck. Because he, quote, assumed any bunch of kids would know all of his songs and all of his arrangements, end quote. He was right. Because everywhere he went, he had a backing band playing the songs with him. But he didn't even practice with any nope. of them. No, he just show, show up and play the tunes. Yeah, and I know sure, the songs, guys. And they were probably terrible. Oh, I, I don't think so. I mean, this is pretty straightforward music. Anyone could play it. Okay. All right. It's pretty basic shit. Yeah. So he's just an asshole. He's like, pay me up front. Hire whoever the fuck. I don't really care about the quality of the show. He's that fucking James Brown out there. Docking people and paying a band to be good. Yeah, no, very quite the opposite of James Brown. Not a yes. perfectionist. Definitely not a perfectionist. A guy doesn't rehearse with the musicians before the show. Not a perfectionist, I would say. Yep. And uh, that is my creep this week, Chuck Berry, the father of rock and roll. And that's the way the news goes. All right, Vinny. Excellent presentation. You can't beat R. Kelly, but at least you gave it a try. I, I, I like that. But. For the category, I absolutely beat R. Kelly. Uh, singer. Creepiest singer. I'm, Creepiest singer that we've already reviewed. I'm going to fight was you. Was the category that we agreed Possibly on. light you on fire. I will be in the scum parade <sighs> next week, ladies and gentlemen, with can my I, new co-host. Can I please edit this one? Can I do the post-production on no, this No, you could go fuck yourself. <laughs> no, you may not. <laughs> All right. That was a lot of fun. Do we have a sponsor for our voicemail segment? We certainly do. The Creep Off voicemail segment is brought to you by the City of Syracuse where you can experience Bill's level depression all year round. <laughs> See you in Syracuse. <laughs> That's good. That was a good one. Good stuff. Carl, do you have any voicemails? I do, actually. Why don't yes. you start it off? And it's interesting because these came in from the 315 area code, which uh, if you're from this area, you know this area code very well. It used to be a running joke on the Brother Wee show. The oh, where's this guy calling it from? The 315. Oh, we'll talk slower. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Come on. This is for Creep Off. You guys don't talk enough about your new governor. She's a fucking unelected tyrant cunt. Also a creep. Just putting that out there. Okay. Fuck yourselves, uh, Vinny Winnie. Oh, never mind. He's all right. Uh, Gagia, whatever. Fuck you. All right. It's thank Kathy, you, fuck you, bye. Kathy Hokel sucks. All right. And then uh, he left another voicemail okay. after that. For Creep Off, too. If anybody thought that the fucking, like, Syracuse bits were just bits, Syracuse is hell on earth. I live, I'm a small-town New York boy. Local news for Syracuse yesterday was now they're being investigated. The fucking mall there is being investigated for keeping it too fucking cold. They don't run the heat. So everybody wears totes and shit. I don't fucking know. It sucks. Rochester sucks, too. 
fuck yourself. They can't afford to heat the mall. The one thing they're known for is this mall that they have, and they, they can't, can't even afford to keep the heater on. They're going to just have wood bundles just buried <laughs> in the Bring fucking... Bring your kindling to the mall with you today. Uh, the glass ceilings are just going to be black from the smoke <laughs> from all the fires they're setting inside. Honest to God, it should just be a fucking homeless camp. It, I told you, when I spent the eight hours there, Carl, Yeah, I walked by a homeless guy who was asleep in a massage chair. <laughs> <laughs> he just lived he was there the life. entire time I was there. Living his best life, by the way. He might have been dead. He did not move the whole day, and I was doing laps. Was that Herb Beta Patch that you're describing right now? No, Herb, oh. Herb's the man. Oh, he is. It's pronounced white supremacist, Christ. not white supremacist or whatever the fuck you were trying to say. Vinny Spinny, Club Feet Carl for the win. Thank you, sir. I, I think both are correct, though. Am I, am I crazy about that? You could say white supremacist? I think this guy is really picking the wrong hill to die on. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. That's what you're going to critique from that show last week. That's not what I would have chosen. Uh, our buddy Tucker Dixon left you a message. Okay. Hey, Carl. It's Tucker Dixon here. Um, yeah, I have a joke for you that uh, Gangrizzly told me. Uh, what does Kansas City, or I'm sorry, what does Buffalo and the Jags have in common? They'll both be golfing this weekend. Anyways, that's all I got. Go Kansas City. Fuck you, Carl. Tucker out. Uh, love you. Fuck you. Whatever the fucking new tagline is. <laughs> Call me back. Bye. It's uh, thank you, fuck you, bye. Is it? Simple. Thank you, fuck you, bye. Okay. That was, Simple. That was just call me back. Oh, my God. Everybody left. Listen, guys. Here's the deal. I got people here trying to do running bits. All right. Let's hear uh, what's no. running bits. No. They're like a minute long each. Oh, okay. I'm not doing it. There's like three of them. What's Kansas the City Chris. Thank you for wanting to fuck with Carl. Oh, Just way too long, buddy. Way too long. All right. So remember, 45 seconds to voicemails, people. Carl, are you ready for a scum parade? I am ready for the scum parade. Let's go there. Do it. Watch out for the scum parade. You read the first story, right? I did, yeah. yeah. this guy went on a little bit of a lark through the park. This guy was having a lot of fun. This guy really was playing real-life Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> it's so funny. I have the exact same note. I'm telling down. you, this is exact. This, this is this guy's living GTA. You know, I'll, I'll tell you, before you read the story, I'll tell you what my assessment is on this yeah, guy. Yeah, please. He's a real piece of work. Might have a screw loose. He's a real piece of work, this guy. Seattle police arrested a 33-year-old man suspected of pushing women into Lake Washington and assaulting a toddler. Mm -hmm. Police say at 11.25 a.m. on a Monday morning, three women were taking photos on a walking trail on Marsh Island when the man came up and tried to grab one of the women's phones from her hand. She held onto her phone, and when her friend tried to help, the man shoved her into Lake Washington. The man reportedly ran further up the trail while the woman helped their friend out of the water and called 911. Minutes later... Police received another call. A woman was walking the trail with her year-and-a-half-year-old daughter when the man grabbed the toddler by the hood of her jacket and threw her to the ground off the trail. Just picked her up and threw her off the fucking trail. The mother tried to go get her daughter, but the man grabbed her by the jacket and threw her into the lake. <laughs> threw her into the lake. So it turns out, and uh, I don't know if you got to this part of the article, turns out the guy is actually Ashton Kutcher filming for a punked reboot. 
I think it's going to be good. It's actually Wilmer Valderrama. They couldn't get Ashton. <laughs> yeah, Ashton was too busy. Yeah. I think it's going to be pretty good, though. I like the way they're going with this one. This is These are outtakes from Jackass 4. <laughs> I like it. Witnesses reported the man crossing Mon- Mont Lake Bridge towards the University of Washington. The department rec- the police department to recognize the suspect's description because he had reportedly been at the UW Medical Center that morning and had thrown water on an employee before leaving around 1 p.m. The man allegedly ran up behind a woman jogging and end swept her legs under her. Like he's it's fucking Johnny Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> Causing her to fall to the pavement. A man nearby saw, saw the assault and went to help her, but the suspect came up and started punching him in the face. <laughs> Police arrived at the park and witnesses pointed out the suspect running away. Officers chased him down and arrested him. The suspect was booked into King County Jail for robbery, assault of a child, and attempted abduction of a child. I don't know if that charge will stick. Did he get a I just like I just threw the kid down. I didn't want to take her anywhere. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't bringing her anywhere. Uh, I mean, you could you could f- charge me for like you know littering. I mean, if the litter gets up and walks away, I don't think it's litter. Uh, that's true. And then throw it down hard. You know, it's like uh, Mitch Hedberg says. If you have legs and are flammable, you are never blocking a fire exit. Um, uh, I'm surprised this guy didn't get a chance to uh, piss on a hooker or something. He didn't really fulfill the trifecta there. If only he played guitar and died. You could have used him this could've week. Used him, yep. All right. Wowzer, this next one was a lot of fun. We had an 18-year-old kid named Logan Smith. He was arrested in Florida down by Cocoa Beach on Monday. He's charged with one count of attempted murder. In connection with a failed strangling. Okay. Unless you're podcast hit, man, if you're going to kill someone, I don't recommend starting off with a strangling. Oh, remind me to tell you, I've, I've seen a lot of the uh, police cam footage of them going to inspect his house. Podcast hit, man. Really? Yeah, yeah. I got some footage from a FOIA request. It's pretty interesting, but let's get back to the. Ooh, can we, can we do that on this bonus episode we're going to do on Wednesday? Yes, actually, good call. Let's do it then. Okay, so we're going to talk all about that. Keep that in mind, folks. So, this story is nuts. A week ago, before his arrest, he allegedly collected an aerosol can of Axe deodorant, a rubber mallet, and the belt of a robe. <laughs> Did they all, were they all labeled Acme? The Acme products, this Wiley Coyote. <laughs> Did he get an anvil too? So the arrest report states he placed the mount and the axe aerosol on the ground next to him while he laid in wait for the victim. Now, apparently, this kid had spent the last six weeks mm-hmm. tracking this guy. Okay. And figure out the times he ran, where he ran, his route. This kid was like hunting this fucking jogger. Yeah. And Vinny read the story. He's like, see, jogging is dangerous. I knew it. I've yes. been saying it all along. Yes. Why you get go yourself into killed? The world. You get yourself killed up there. It's bad for your knees. You might get murdered by someone. They're by a crazy 18-year-old. <laughs> so the defendant waited for the victim to run past the light pole and proceeded to run after him. The defendant then tossed the clothing robe belt over the victim's head until it was around the front area of the victim's neck. Okay. However, the victim was able to overpower the 18-year-old with martial arts. Wow, what are the chances the guy who exercises every day is hard to kill? He just turns around and is just like, hi-ya! <laughs> just like judo chops I don't know why that head. would be the guy you pick as your victim, the guy who's out there exercising every day. Like, start with a dude in a wheelchair. Well, I know why. Because apparently, after he was arrested, he admitted that the reason he was doing this is because he planned to place the victim's body into his closet, where he just said he basically he wanted to play with it and keep the body all to himself. 
What do you want to do with that? Play with it and keep it all to himself. This is my body. I get to have it. <laughs> is that how you play with the body? You would know about playing with toys, so I guess you would know. <laughs> Put it in different positions. No, he's like, Take that's why he's got the Axe body spray, probably. Just to fucking spray, give this thing a preliminary spritzy before it goes in the closet. That would make sense. I didn't understand the, the deodorant. Now I do. Motherfucker, lead with the hammer. Yes. You dumb fucking kid. You lead with the mallet. Right. You stupid. So... He said he planned to play with the victim to fill his sexual fantasies. Oh, okay. Now it's making more Smith sense. is being held without bond. It is not clear if he has an attorney. And uh, this is a very fucked up situation. Brevard County, Florida. Did you see what led him to want to do this? No. You didn't see that in the article? No. What led him to want to do he it? He watched the movie Scream. Oh, says. yes. I did see that. Do they fuck a dead corpse in the movie Scream? Because I do not remember that. I haven't seen it in a while. Fucking Nev Campbell's acting. <laughs> Damn! You're taking down the big ones now! Take that, Nev Campbell! <laughs> uh, what did she ever do? Exactly. It's great. Exact. <laughs> Thank you. Very good. Thank you. Very good. By the way, it doesn't help that they got comments from his like stepdad, his, his mom's boyfriend. And he's like, yeah, that kid's a nerd. <laughs> what a dork. <laughs> it's like a, it probably doesn't help that the stepdad's calling you out. He's like, yeah, he doesn't have friends. He doesn't get invited to yeah, cool he parties. Have, what he, uh, yeah, it was my robe. I left it laying around. It was my bad. <laughs> no, he literally told, he had a statement that said this kid wouldn't get invited to any cool parties. Yeah, he said the father figure said who's not been identified described Logan as such. He wouldn't have been the kid he would have invited to the, quote, cool parties. <laughs> what, what kind of quote is that? Your, your stepson just tried to murder a guy, and you're like, yeah, he's a dork, too. What a fucking loser. Can't even throw a football. Would he lead with the robe? He led with the robe cord? <laughs> fucking nerd. What a bizarre story. All right. Uh, this next one was sent in by our pal Chemistry Cowboy in the Discord. Shout out. At least that's where I saw it first. I don't know if Gangrisonly sent it to me, too. But I got to tell you, the creep in this one looks a lot like my friend from elementary school's dad. Okay. And it really made me laugh when I saw this picture. Okay. A self-styled pastor and his wife have been arrested for allegedly keeping eight disabled people locked in a basement of their house. Okay. Why were they doing that, Vinny? Money, Carl. <laughs> they were doing it for money. Same Police say Curtis money. Keith Bankston, 55, and his wife operated an unlicensed care facility at their property in Atlanta, Georgia. Investiga investigators say the pair controlled the finances of the victims and sometimes withheld medical care. Paramedics responded to a report of a patient having a seizure on January 13th. After finding a door to the basement deadbolted, Emergency crews notified police. A police statement said officers said they discovered eight physically or mentally disabled people between the ages of 25 and 65 were locked in the room at certain times by Mr. Blankson and his wife. Whenever well, they go to the store or like, like all right, like they, they treated the basement like my dog's crate. No, they treated it like an R. Kelly's girlfriend. Look at you can't have these people just roaming around your house. You don't know what they're going to get into. Yeah. He's trying to keep them safe by keeping them locked up in this thing. If they want to use a bathroom, I'm sure they could text them. They asked and get out. they asked one of the victims how long and how often were they kept down there and uh -huh. like give them the details and they said, "How should I know? I'm retarded." Yeah. Yep. That's what they that. said. Honestly, I think the only thing these guys did wrong was not have a license. Everything else seems like on the up and up to me. They were trying to help care for these are poor people. Are you out of your goddamn mind? I, what do you mean am I out of my goddamn mind? Who are you going to like help retards? Are you going to bring them into your home? 
Of course not. Yeah, I'm not even invited to your house. Of course not. <laughs> For the same reasons. You'll break stuff. Correct. You're sticky. Mr. Blankston denies the charges against him and claimed they were based on inaccurate information provided by the police. I agree. And was fraught with misinformation. Yep. The statement claimed that the facility was not a group home, but rather a Christian ministry that supplies room and board to individuals who have at oftentimes been homeless or wards of the state. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. This guy is a man of God. You don't get to deadbolt in. them in the basement. You gotta deadbolt them in the basement or else they'll get out, Vinny. How do you not understand this? These, are, these people have legs. They can move around. You got to deadbolt them in. Yeah, I'm the top. The they said that he saw the movie Saw, and that's how he got the idea for this. <laughs> uh, why would you watch Scream and then want to kill a It jock? turns out that's where Nev Campbell has been. <laughs> she was rescued. All right. This next story happened back in November. And, uh, I just, I guess the court case is coming up on it. But holy shit, is this story crazy? Okay. A Newark police officer struck and killed a male nurse with his car. Usually we would say you were a hero because they're creeps. Uh, just kidding, male nurses. You're all right. Just kidding. A Newark police officer struck and killed a nurse with his car and then drove the body to his mother's house seeking advice before returning to the scene with the body. You're a cop, dude. You'd think that day <laughs> one of training would be what to do when you kill someone. Isn't that like the first thing you do when you're a police officer is learn what to do when that happens? What makes not the if, grass grow? Not if it happens. Official, first day at the academy. Officials said on Wednesday, Luis Santiago, 25 of Bluefield, was arrested in charges with re reckless vehicular homicide, desecrating human remains, and other charges after he hit and killed 29-year-old nurse Damien Daimka of Garfield. Now, this happened on the Garden State Parkway. Very, very early in the morning, around 3 a.m. Okay. Santiago was off duty at the time. He was driving a Honda Ac Accord. He was looking at his cell phone. Hold on a second. This was the most depressing part of the story. He was driving a 2005 Honda Accord. We don't pay the police enough. Oof. We don't pay the That's police rough, enough. That's rough, man. That is rough. That's when I, like, my heart sank. How would oh. you like to, what's worse, driving or being killed by it? Oh, God. A driving <laughs> A 2005 driving Accord ran me worse. over. That's how I'm going out. I'm sure the male nurse had a decent fucking car. Well, I feel much worse for this police officer. This motherfucker was walking down the Garden State Parkway. Yeah, why was he doing that? Nobody knows. But I want to tell you something. I do not blame the victim much. <laughs> oh, here we go. Carl, that's usually his job. But this guy really fucked up. Okay. Because this was Halloween night. This happened November 1st, early in the morning. Okay. This guy was leaving, must have left some Halloween party, because here's a picture of him and his boyfriend at that party that night. He's the one with the black mask. He's dressed as a goddamn deer. Shut up. Are you serious? He's, he has gold deer antlers on his head, <laughs> and he's walking across the turnpike. Well, maybe he saw a sign that showed that that's where he's able to cross. Must have been. Maybe. Either way, these signs are misleading. There's still cars zipping by. Santiago fucking hits this guy who's dressed are like you a deer. That up? Is that a real photo yes. of the person? Yes. All right. I mean, <laughs> what are we? What are we talking about then? <laughs> so really, the only thing that this guy did wrong was drive this dead deer to his mom's house. No, it was a man. Oh, that was a man. That was a man. Show the photo with a, again. With Let a, me see. I don't know about that. With like a slutty deer mask. I'm not convinced. 
I'm that's not, not sure that that's that. a human being. I don't know. I'm not convinced. About do deer that. have teeth like that? What kind of damage did that deer do to that 2005 Honda Accord? Not enough, because they were able to drive around a couple of times, yeah. circled the body, and then decided to put the body into the car. Right. And instead of going to find medical help, they fucking drive to the guy's mom's house. Yeah. Like, what, like they're fucking Joe Pesci and Ray Liotta and Goodfellas with the body in the trunk. Ma, what are we going to do with this? The last place I'm going is my mom's house when I have a dead body in Joe my car. Joe Pesci, like, took the knife. He's like, it's for the hoof. <laughs> it's for the hoof. The mother says, put it back where you found it. Like any mother would say. Good advice, yep. So they drive back and dump the body back off. Unbelievable. Yeah. Santiago then returned to the scene as his father, lieutenant in the Newark Police Department, called 911 and reported that his son was in an accident. So his dad's a cop, too. Yes. His dad calls him and I don't say this guy may, might, might not be qualified to be a police officer. Maybe yeah. there's some nepotism involved. Police arrived and found Daimka's dead body in the backseat of the Accord. In addition to vehicular homicide, Santiago additionally charged with leaving the scene of a crash, resulting in death, endangering an injured victim, desecrating moving human remains, conspiracy to hinder prosecution, tampering with physical evidence, obstructing the administration of the law, two counts of official misconduct, and the mother was charged, too, with conspiracy. Yeah, he got a lot of people in trouble with this one. A lot of people are in trouble. Yep. But this is going to court, and I cannot wait to find out what happens to this guy. This is fucking bonkers. Wow, I bet he won't be allowed to be a police officer anymore. I'm pretty sure that those days are done. I bet. Mall security guard for him. So... That's the Scum Parade for this week. Thank you so much for listening. We want to remind you all that the roast of Carl and Vinny can happen. It is not guaranteed that it will happen. But it can if we could get to 500 patrons by March 1st. Yeah, sign up for our Patreon. We do two bonus episodes every single month. And they're fun episodes because we have different formats. It's not like this show. Yep. And uh, Vinny, you had an idea for a new format. Oh, you want to, should I pitch it? Yeah, let's okay. pitch it. Let's so if you are one. a member of the Patreon... We are going to allow you guys to challenge us. The way I was thinking we could do this was we could pick two listeners. I'll go head-to-head with one of them. I'll go head-to-head with the Kuzaru. You go head-to-head with the Vianon. Okay. And we basically play a creep-off game. We pick a category, and then we each compete against that person. You, the listener, get to be involved uh, and actually host the show. Yeah, you think you could do it better, do you? You think you could do it better? Chances are you can. Probably so. You'll probably make (laughs) us look dumb. But it'd be a lot of fun. So if you want to do that, make sure you're uh, signed up for the Patreon. We're going to try to do that the first pa- the first Patreon show for February, I believe, is the talk. But we still have another Patreon show this month. Who are these creeps? Who are these creeps? Where we will be discussing the inside of the podcast Hitman's house. And I can't wait to hear this. Well, but more importantly, we'll both be bringing what we think is the worst true crime show and uh, reviewing bad true crime podcasts. I hate this one because Carl... Like, probably already has 10 of them. Oh, it's so fun. I love this. Can I just have All you have to do is look up crime and wine and podcasts, and you'll find like 80 of them that are all horrific. Good tip. Yeah. It's fun because they rhyme. Oh, and it's fun because they rhyme. And these ladies, they love their wine when they're talking about these horrific crimes. Oh, it's lady hosts. Oh, it's always lady hosts. You won't. We're the only. Us and Mike Boudet are the only males who do true crime. Oh, don't forget the last podcast, guys. They're pretty all right. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Since they went to Spotify, I don't. They're not on my radar anymore. So I'm going to give them a plug because they're going back to everything. Apparently, I just heard. Oh yeah. Yeah, they're uh, done with their exclusivity. Who gives a shit? Who gives a fuck? That's a good point. The creep off is. Who gives a shit? Who gives a fuck? The best true crime podcast out there. Thank you for your support. Make sure you write and leave us a review. It's been a while since we heard from Dorkles. So leave us some oh, reviews. Yeah. Where has Dorkles been? Yeah, I'm guessing in a bunker. <laughs> hey. Follow us at Twitter and Instagram at CreepOffPod. The voicemail number is 585-371-8108. And you can email us at thecreepoffpod at gmail.com. It's nice to be important. It's more important to be nice. Gagia. Fuck you! up and get in the closet she said don't you make a sound or some shit is going down i said why don't i just go out the window yes except for one thing we on the fifth floor shit think shit think shit quick put what me in the, the closet supposed to be may your enemies be cursed in your podcast adventures